Hi, I'm Michael Sestouli and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Cinemates regulars Spencer Fay, Charlie Laundy, and Pat Hogan. And together with Spencer, Charlie and Pat, we discuss season four of HBO's Succession, created by Jesse Armstrong, starring Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, Kieran Culkin and many more. While drinking some Brewdog Valley Drafts, we chat about the shocking death during Connor's wedding, some of our favourite moments, and the final result of who took over as CEO of Waystar Royco. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave us a five-star review to support the podcast. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. Full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors, man. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing. No. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy, Larry. Gentlemen, Spencer, Charlie, Pat, welcome back. How are we? Hello, my needy love sponges. <laughs> Very well, Michael. Hello, Pleasure my fellow back. disgusting brothers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good one. I have a feeling. Uh, but before we get in, as always, big shout out to our amazing sponsors, Brewdog Australia, Craft Beer Carbon Negative Brewer, based in Brisbane. And today, again, we're drinking the Valley Drafts. So, what are we thinking, then, boys? It's the perfect mid-option for me, mate. I mm. can drive here and I'm, I'm very comfortable I can drive home. So. Yeah. Pretty smooth? Very, very smooth. Mm. Mike, you know me. Anything that preserves the planet has got the tick of approval from myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think smooth is a very common word with these Brewdog uh, beers, but they're genuinely lovely on a nice Saturday morning. So... Yeah, go give the Valley Morning. Draft a try. Morning early, drinking. Early. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Day, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a brunch beer. <laughs> I plan on having six of these before lunch. <laughs> yeah. Drink responsibly, of course, and over 18s only, but we'll also leave, as always, free delivery code in the show notes and on our socials. Now, let's get into Succession. I feel like we don't even need to ask this, but for those who haven't seen Succession or haven't seen season four yet, what would we say about it in one word and what would we rate it out of five stars? Tumultuous. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Short, sharp. I like it. Uh, my one word would be wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> and five bloody stars. Yeah. I would say turbulent. Mm. And I went. Oh, like the plane. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. I went. That's a very good pickup, Spencer. I meant, <laughs> of course I meant that. Uh, and I went, <laughs> I went four and a half out of five. Nice. I, um, you guys. Fucking words were way better than mine. My one word was gold. Uh, it's just a great show. Five stars. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, I think good way to go about this because uh, a lot happened this season, season four. Uh, what an ending. I think it's sad to say goodbye to the show, but I think a good way we can chat about it in this is we'll go through some of the highlights of the season and we'll just yarn all its ups and downs. So I think first thing I wanted to sort of bring up was episode two. Uh, Logan's still with us. 
And of course, if you're still listening, don't know why you would, but there's going to be some spoilers <laughs> here. Uh, but I loved the fire up speech at ATN yes. when he gets into the like studio pit and he just is like yelling out to them. He's like, you're fucking pirates. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And uh, Tom sets him up the little stage with the boxes <laughs> on of paper. paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, very, but very like just to, to actually see him, to see Logan like leading... ATN, like I don't think we'd really seen him sort of be that commander yet. Mm. So it was an interesting, interesting scene for me. Jade Mayer. Mm. Yeah, he was certainly doing the rounds that episode. Um, I think that was the episode where he says, you're not serious people as well. <laughs> yeah. To his kids, which I think was just the last shot he took. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like obviously pretty interesting in terms of what we eventually learnt of the outcome of the season as well in terms of like – you know, obviously Tom still being that sycophantic character to Logan and really trying to cement his position in the company. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was obviously to see that kind of established there and then how things move forward was pretty interesting as well, yeah. Mm. And I think the episode after it, Connor's Wedding, Yeah, I mean, we should talk about it. One of the One greatest of the- episodes of television Probably of the, all time. The best acting that I've seen in TV for a long, long time. Mm. Um, everyone, and I, I wrote this, but everyone had their sort of moment to shine. Even, and I've spoken to Spencer about this, but Connor, I mean, it's in his namesake, the wedding, but yeah. um, that scene where he, he sort of says, um, he didn't even like me. That scene yeah. Yeah. really yeah. got me. Um, his reaction. Yeah, his reaction to it was, yeah, just really heartbreaking. Um, yeah. But I suppose they're in the heat of battle with their own father and even Kendall when he says, um, I can't forgive you, but I love you. you he's sort of he's battling on the phone. Himself. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. sort of battling himself with how he should feel, which is yeah. Yeah, pretty sad. But um, oh, brilliantly acted. Yeah, I think like the just watching it on that Monday, I think we were all kind of saying in the group chat or whatever, like what the fuck. And then it was like, no, 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 no spoilers. Don't say anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I finally watched it, I was like, holy shit! It's like episode it's three. Happened. Yeah. We just had this G up from. Logan in the previous episode and you thought that the season was going to be the battle between the kids and him again. Yeah. So it was just so shocking. But yeah, it's what you said, Charlie, like the performances from everyone, the writing of it, like it was just amazing. And you were just kind of like, uh, my heart was pumping the whole time. I was like, no way this is actually happening, right? Yeah. Because we don't really... Because it's off camera. It's off camera and the way it plays out is like, Tom's kind of drip feeding what's happening on the phone. Yeah. And then they're like, he's like, they're doing heart palpitations and you're like, oh, what? Like, what? The interesting thing is as well, like, obviously there's so much to be said for the production and like the nuances and thought that went into that, like over 300 extras, like the different kind of things that obviously Jesse Armstrong, Mike Moller kind of Mm. like have touched on post-production. But one of the things that I found most interesting as well was Tom McFadden was actually back in London. And he was, he was on the phone. Matthew, sorry. Yeah, Tom McDonald. Sorry. It's it's all this is Tom too much to even talk about. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so I suppose, London. yeah, he was in London at the time talking to, you know, Shiv, Kendall, Roman, like it was, you know, real time. Mm. And like that kind of like emotion over the phone for him to do that from, you know, a different country is obviously insane and offset. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I think watching that Mark Marlard breakdown of the whole episode. I was I watched it like two days ago in preparation for this and I was genuinely kind of tearing up at how much they went 
into like, yeah, the extras and like planning how they were going to shoot it. Like I think they did like a 30-minute take with um, obviously Sarah Snook, Jeremy Strong and Kieran Mm. and obviously Alan Ruck as well. Um, But they had all the extras and they kind of positioned everyone throughout the boat and uh, he just shared like examples of how, um, you know, they put like fake bartenders near the kids Mm. in the back room that they're in to like kind of, you know, get them to avoid that while they're like playing out the scene. And then um, Jeremy, Kendall's like trying to find Shiv to tell her what's happening and he like properly didn't get told where she was on the boat. So he would have to like find her and you got these like real performances. And I was like, holy shit, like they just went into so much detail Mm -hmm. to kind of you know, do it well and like make it so authentic. And I think that everyone's performances were just so crazy. Like, and, and all their reactions on the phone, like even um, Mark was talking about uh, Sarah Snook. She's like, um, no, no, like that, that can't happen. Like, and she goes in, I can't, in, have, that. No, I can't yeah. have that. I can't yeah, have that's that. That's the yeah. quote. Um, yeah. I think if there was like a standout performance for me, I think they were all just amazing. Yeah. All of them. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see what that episode has an impact on Emmy Awards wise. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think every actor yeah. should be able to like comfortably, I mean, there's got to be one winner in each category, but yeah. like you'll see a lot of nominations coming from that episode. Like, yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like usually I think with the awards, they like pick an episode. Yeah, I'm, I can't remember. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I'm not sure it's going to be so hard to pick an episode this season. Yeah. Um, but certainly in terms of directing, like I heard they hid film canisters around. Yeah. On the set, so they could do like one long take, rolling, rolling take. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, to like yeah. reload the camera. So they're just oh, reloading shit. the camera. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think uh, he like they made everyone sign NDAs, and there were no leaks as well. Yeah. yeah. Which was oh, yeah, really good sense. for all the extras that they had. Like it's Marvel. Yeah, mm. genuinely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it just shocked the world that episode, and yeah, genuinely one of the better acting television episodes in a long time of all time yeah even like roman's denial i thought was really interesting in that kind of episode Mm. like and it just like obviously set the scene of how we thought roman would turn out for me anyway i thought because the unraveling of you know from what we saw him being quite well motivated and you know actually thinking that he could actually be co-ceo at one point Mm. quickly unraveled into him reducing himself to a child every time there was any point of conflict yeah in terms of you know going to the ground, sitting down, denying the fact that his dad is literally dead. Pre-graved. Um, yeah, pre mm. Yeah. Um, and I thought, yeah, his performance was awesome. Uh, what's his name? Kieran Calkin. yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share, Pat, that theory about why he, like, sits on the ground in those moments? Yeah. So I was obviously deep in um, the the whole deep, deep dark hole of um, of Reddit. And, uh, <laughs> you don't say that every episode. No, not at all. He said that last season. I, I remember. I live in that hole. Yeah, I live there. Um, and anyway, oh, okay. I, as a you know child psychologist uh, enthusiast, uh, I was <laughs> I was deep into that reading. And um, anyway, obviously, as a child was hit. Um, by Logan um, and assaulted in various different ways. Roman um, was, yeah, Roman, Roman yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Um, and wasn't he also locked in a cage? Did they? Yeah, that, yeah, it's, dog food. Yeah, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, yeah, you know, needless to say, he had a really rough upbringing. 
Mm. Um, you know, not yeah. not how one should bring a child up. Um, let, that be, let that poverty, be known. Um, poverty too. Yes, correct. <laughs> and so I suppose like the theory is that every time there's a point of conflict, Roman will revert back to, you know, the behavior of a child um, and kind of obviously align that behavior to when he was a soldier as a child and all the rest of it. And we see him go towards the ground in a number of episodes, whether it be when he finds out that um, obviously Logan's dying, um, when he finds out that, um, he has to run away to his mum's house as well, mm. post-funeral, in the funeral as well. He obviously reverts back to childlike behaviour too, like, um, and we'll cover that later. But I think I think he says um, when he's going up to the altar, he's like, I might hit on, um, what's her face, the, what's Logan's like ex-wife's name? The, um, <laughs> Chuckles Marsha. the Clown. Marsha. Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha. Oh, not Marsha. Right? It's like, I'm going to hit on Marsha on the way up. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's so childish. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I suppose that's a bit of a theory about, what we see Roman kind of revert back mm. to, yeah. Yeah. I think from here it's interesting that once the big shocking death of Logan happens, everyone kicks into gear as to yeah going for their like plans yeah. coming through. I don't know if much happened in episode four. Like episode four is very much like we see the parties coming together, the yeah. different groups. Yeah, episode four was the note, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, the line, yeah, the line. Yeah, the line. Was it, so it. was it crossed out or was it underlined? <laughs> and Greg goes, oh, because my name's on it, maybe he thought I should be second in charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so I think crossed out or underlined? Oh, I think it was I think crossed. crossed. Yeah, yeah, crossed. Yeah, crossed out. Yeah. yeah. Because he was on there before. Why would he underline it if he was on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then Kendall's awesome quote in that is like, well, it sure as shit doesn't say Shiv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. That's yeah. Um, I think that episode is what – was that when um, Carl absolutely rinses Tom? Yes, I've got this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I've got this. What about Greg when he's like um, – when obviously is it – who's the like um, – Obviously, uh, affair with Logan. Who's the Carrie? Carrie. Carrie. When <laughs> Carrie comes up to the apartment, and obviously Greg is like struggling to find a role in the episode as yeah. well, and, and he goes, "Here shit. come the waterworks." <laughs> <laughs> just give me a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really, really sad though. Yeah, it was, was so that was scary. very well yeah. acted by her as mm. well. Like yeah. Yeah. she drops all her shit and just scrambling, and Marsha the. Oh, the bitch is just like. It's like she'll get a she'll get a taxi to the train station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go home to her little apartment. apartment. Yeah, yeah. God. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like already, you know, trying to assert their position. Like Carl obviously gave Tom a big mouthful, <laughs> saying why he shouldn't be. Yeah. And I just thought that was. I mean, for me, that almost like just um, moved the smell off Tom mm. for getting the the big job. Yeah. Yeah, I think the. <laughs> The way that Carl was, Carl and Frank were like pretty funny in this sort of season because they were kind of just like along for the ride. Yeah, they knew their roles. Yeah, yeah. Do one of you want to say the quote because it's yeah, hilarious? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Carl said to Tom, "He's like <laughs> the negative case would go. You're a clumsy interloper, and just married to the ex boss's daughter, and she doesn't even like you, and you are fair and squarely fucked." <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, uh, so great. good. Yeah, it did it did definitely take the smell off Tom? I was like, oh, okay, Tom's not winning this no season. Way. There yeah. was someone that said, um, Logan may be the one who died, but Tom is really getting butchered at this wake. <laughs> like, <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, episode five, the retreat. Yeah. This was one great of my episode. funniest sort of like 
episodes. One standout for me was Hugo. Yeah. Uh, he's like the senior communications guy and they're obviously, you know, there's the kill list and they're not sure who's on it and they're trying to fit in with Gojo and the way that he goes to the like the buffet, they've already yeah. like piled their plates up and then the the Gojo people come in, the Norwegians, and they're like, oh, like you're going to leave some for us and shit. Yeah. And then uh, Hugo... I think he puts his cross on on someone else's plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes to, I think, uh, who is it? Oscar? Oscar, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man. And he's <laughs> yeah, like putting yeah. on this like, you know, fake yeah, persona. Yeah. And then the guy like like sort of said, Oscar said some, something a bit rude to him. And then he's like, oh, guy's a dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So many good quotes in this. What yeah, did you guys yeah. think of the episode? As yeah. Well? This episode was when Matson really mm. was injected into the season. I thought. Like from the get go, remember he like took his jacket. He rocks up in a jacket, just him, and there's like six other of all the Roy family and, and like Carl and stuff. Come, yeah, he's told them to come, and he's by himself. And then he like takes his jacket off. Yeah, and you see like his abs. I reckon it's just like a bit of a little power play. For <laughs> yeah, him. yeah, he's mm. just like asserting himself. I just love how he specifically asked them to bring their whole crew. Only for him to rock up on his own and go and just out outwardly say, "Oh, I'm on my own here, guys." Just absolutely fucking with them in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Spa, I think um, it was a really good um, episode from Alexander Skarsgård, especially mm. at the end. Like he's just he he subverts the the idea on like what a tech billionaire, like a like a, a Zuckerberg, for example. Like he's he's suave, he's very quirky, but he, he's hell bent on getting the deal for himself no mm. matter who you know he has to hurt along the way um yeah and i thought the ep- the towards the at the very end of the episode when that confrontation they have up on the mountaintop mm. is um really really good tv i think like matson is a perfect example of like david versus goliath as well and he knows that like he doesn't like he's obviously not like a self-sacrificial person like mm. he doesn't need to play this game like the Roys do um and obviously like there's there's thoughts and like I've heard interviews with Skarsgård as well following that where like you know he really wants to fucking win this mm. and like he just like the lack of respect that he has for the kids comparative to Logan when he was around obviously just shines through in this set particularly like he goes I don't care what you think. You're a tribute band. Mm, like yeah. that is just the biggest fuck you to like, yeah. you know, what they think they are. Mm, yeah. You know? I think the way that he's just able to sort of manipulate the whole thing, like they have the kind of drinks yeah. a bit later and Tom's like, you know, trying to fit in and he gets himself a beer and like awkwardly sits at the their table yeah. Yeah. with Matson and they start speaking in like <laughs> Swedish or whatever. Yeah. And um that's also when Greg gets asked about like how's France going and I, yeah, yeah. I think he says like the baguette is edging out the the bagel kind of the bagel but yeah just like speaking Swedish in front of them and Kendall's like like can we cut the shit sort of thing and they're just like playing with them almost yeah um, for sure but, but I think like also to kind of semi be hitting on Shiv Shiv and yeah. then also we hear about what he's done with Ebba, like sending, sending blood. her blood. And like, <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah, a freak. Don't, like don't send bricks, blood to <laughs> yeah. bricks of frozen Maybe blood. not. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the final sequence with Kendall and Roman at the top of the, the mountain, mountain was just like so well played out. Yeah. yeah, Roman like just loses his shit. Mm. And at that point you're almost like, oh, my God, the deal's not going to go through. 
and you could just feel it all coming to a head, like very symbolic. They're heading to this like top of a mountain to like mm. kind of battle it out with this guy. <clears throat> and you think the deal's not going to go through and then he's like, you're, you, you're fucked. You just fucked yourself. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, like Roman just walks off and he's like, yep, I said this. And he knows, like Roman knows he just fucked up. Mm. Even the act of like Matson just like pissing in front of like Roman, just going like yeah. like a dog, like this is my turf. Just pissing like, on this mountain. Yeah. If yeah. we're going yeah. to talk about this, yeah. like, you know, this is like me putting my chest out, mm. you know, come to the table kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, just like the perfect unraveling of like, obviously M&A bullshit happening and like, you know, changing the tides, which is awesome. Mm. So yeah. It's yeah. So well, yeah. Cool. Like their dad died two days earlier. And mm. I think that's why Roman's blood just started boiling up there. And mm. and so you think like the deal's not going to go through and then Madsen just ends up like offering them an obscene know. amount of money. So it's literally like illegal for them to say no at that yeah. point. Yeah. I think as well, I don't know if this is fully... Correct, but I'm pretty sure that they improved that um, Skarsgård and Culkin. They just kind of riffed different ways of it happening. Mm. Wow. Especially with um, how Roman's like insults, like I can't remember them exactly, but he obviously was like, you're a c-. Like he started just yeah. like going. Like so, a man dog or something. Yeah. Like dog man, I can't remember. Fuck you dog man. Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of like sitting on the ledge next to Matson and yeah. like a little kid almost. I know. Um, yeah. So like I was listening to like HBO's podcast of Succession mm. and Skarsgård was kind of unpacking just generally speaking the season and all the rest of it. And one of the questions was how did, you know, yourself and Sarah Snook connect so well? And he said, how we would do it was we'd kind of sit through in the makeup chair, read it through cold um, with like no emotion, no mm. direction at all. Um, and this is obviously, I, I take obviously a bit of a presumption here in saying that I'm sure it's how he operated with the rest of the cast as well. Um, but they just walk it through like in the makeup chair and then go to set and just be completely unhinged and lock into their characters. Mm. And like, I suppose that's why like his, all of their performances are incredible. Yeah. Like they weren't waiting on direction from a director or like, no. you know, certain, you know, environmental things on the set. Like mm-hmm. it was just like fully played out naturally. Yeah. I think as well, like uh, obviously Jeremy Strong's renowned for his like method acting, but um, Mark Mylod was talking, and this is obviously jumping back to Connor's wedding when Sarah Snook is like crying for Shiv's character. And apparently after the take would be done and they'd call cut, she'd just immediately go from tears to be like, all right, like should we get a beer now or something? Straight. Like she can just switch it off apparently really well. Yeah. Wow. Also I've heard like a lot of hate on her acting that she's only got like two things like that she does with her face. And I'm just like, where where is that hate coming from? I reckon yeah. she's just incredible. Definitely like her facial features are like the one thing that gets you because she she just says so much more with her facial expressions. Than Especially when she's blending stuff up. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. It's my sleep paralysis. We love. We love her, but don't do that face. No, yeah. No, no. I think anyone that evokes a feeling of being genuinely pissed off at somebody as a TV character is like unreal. At their job. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And if you hate on that, then you don't understand. Yeah. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. No. They're not, um, they're, they're, they're not a thespian. No. Like Correct. No. Yeah. Uh, quick little funny gag that I got out of the end. We. He who's on the kill list and who's not, and Hugo's <laughs> on the list. And there was one of the Gojo employees was like a former ski jumper or something, and he's like that slalom motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so he's funny. such a little wiry badger. I love yeah. the reactions yeah. that everyone gives to him. Their name, even Carl yeah. and Frank. When actually, I don't know Frank, but Carl was definitely on the list. And there's the look of dejection on his yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "What about Carolina?" And she's like, like "Oh, I don't think I'm on there." Oh. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, far out. Uh, episode six. Bit of unhinging after the elevated bid from Gojo. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think of Roman? Because he's obviously just pissed off Madsen and he's just on a on a tear. Uh, he fires uh, Jerry. Jerry and also Joy, who's like the head of their, I think, film, film yeah, production, production yeah. company. Sort of like a HBO, um, like Paramount Pictures kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is where like a few episodes, they just start really trying to cover all bases of the business and how the kids might be good at it. Mm. Like they yeah. cover the movies this set. Um, I think the next episode, then they go and cover... Oh, they got the election, so the news. Like, they're just not fit to do it. Yeah. And this is really where you can start being like, okay, Roman definitely shouldn't so get this out job. Of his yeah. Depth, eh? yeah. 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 I think the way that we hear about how this movie production, uh, they've got some massive movie that they've made that's shit, apparently. It's just over, a guy sitting in a cave. I can't remember the yeah. name of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's obviously losing them a lot of money. But then Roman just like fires the head of the company. And you're like, one on what one, are you doing? Which is highly illegal. And then he's like, yeah. no, nah, it was just like a thing. Like, it's not real. And it's like, well, no, Jerry's actually leaving. And yeah. she's going to sue unless you pay her heaps of money. Mm. It's just so stupid. And then also Kendall um, with the Living Plus, he <laughs> makes the like CFO or whoever um, make the numbers and the projections yeah. even higher. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like doubling i think it was like pretty much doubling uh their numbers yeah i think like yeah it's just it's like obviously like serious downfalls in operational know-how mm. like <laughs> yeah slowly getting away better. Better. <laughs> yeah <laughs> serious pitfalls there and yeah. then like like even like roman doing that i know we've already touched on how crazy that is mm. like from a professional standpoint and just like it's just pure lunacy. Mm. But then like him saying to Jerry, who he's obviously been, can we say romantically involved with? From Absolutely. A, from a lust perspective. Probably one of the... Non-physical. Yeah. Probably one of the hottest uh, love interests of the show. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we can cut that. Um, <laughs> um, but when he goes, we're going to shove your mouth with so much gold or something like that. Mm. Um, and she's just like baffled by like him actually doing this. So yeah. I'm kind of glad she took them to the cleaners, to be honest. Mm. Mm. What do you guys think of? Uh, is this the episode where Tom and Shiva kind of getting back together? Yes, and he gives her the well, scorpion. So this this begins with Shiv uh, scheduling her grief, which I thought was quite a cool little scene. Where like the disgusting brothers kind of walk into her booked <laughs> boardroom and just see her crying in there, and and they kind of like share a moment. And uh, you start thinking, oh, maybe this is all going to be okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, we know what happens at the tailgate party. Yeah, next, right. yeah. yeah, I think. The other good part of this episode was I think Kendall, we start to see him, obviously he's pumping the projections and trying to overdo a few things, but we see him kind of leading the ship at least a little bit better than the others. So I was starting to get on board with him winning at this point, which we can obviously talk about. For sure, yeah. He, he nails the presentation pretty yeah. much. Like he does superimpose Logan to say mm. something. Yeah, the, I can't remember what they say, but they like he they edit him to say something that's completely hey, incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on with it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, nails that. Obviously, that the he wants all this like grand stuff from the production. Like he wants real clouds, and they just put like a little smoke <laughs> yeah. machine yeah. Up yeah. in the house. And, and then yeah. yeah, but you also kind of 
within that episode, you you also see him like start losing confidence in himself when he like sees the production's no good, there's mm. no clouds, and you're like, is he going to pull this off? And he actually goes on stage. Uh, yeah. Roman pulls out of doing it with him. Mm. He gets in the Top Gun jacket and he just nails it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was our first glimpse of going. Holy shit, could Kendall do this? Yeah. You know, that was what I thought. Like, yep. I was like, oh, wow, like, we could actually be on here. And that's when, like, my inner, like, just like Kendall fan was coming out, like, holy shit, I'm rooting for this guy now. Mm. Um, but even just like the way he was so slimy, like, there was, when he was jacking those numbers, he said, it's enough to make you lose your faith in capitalism. You can say anything. Like, mm. it's like, this guy will stop at nothing. Like, and it was actually kind of cool to see him move a bit more towards Logan, even. Mm. Just to push those like boundaries and keep going, but yeah. Mm. Were there any other big parts for this episode? No, it was just sort of like thought, table setting. I yeah. thought they inter the interaction between Carl and Logan before. Lo um, sorry, Carl and Kendall before Kendall goes. Oh yeah. On stage oh yeah. When Carl pretty much shows his true colors or reveals his cards and says, "I've been what a corporate um, CEO for however many years." He's like, he oh, knows a thing or two about a thing yeah. or two. And he, he like he will fuck yeah. him essentially. Mm. Yeah, that was um, an interesting little. Play. Yeah, really sort of subverted the way that I looked at Carl from there on out. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting little interaction that I that I thought was a pretty pivotal moment. Yeah, so I think um, the only other thing I'd like to flag is Tom going on stage post Kendall. And yeah, the little line that he has. <laughs> and he goes, "How am I supposed to follow this?" He's just promised him eternal life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, and then he gets up and says something so stupid. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, God. Oh, no, he goes, he's like, you're an ATN citizen and you're yeah, an ATN yeah. citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I felt I felt Tailgate was was brilliant um, in a lot of ways. Um, didn't really know that they had that sort of connection to the election night until mm. that. Like, it's a, a Roy family tradition to have the party the night before mm. election night. Um, and obviously, a few key standouts from that episode – um, for me, and I'm sure you guys will talk about it, but the encounter between, uh, and I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but Tom and Shiv on the balcony, yeah. um, I thought that was probably their best or their most memorable interaction between other for me in the entire series. Yeah. Um, just because they laid everything out on the table. Mm. Um, it was implied, you know, how they felt about each other before just through Shiv either belittling Tom and Tom taking it, but um, I thought Tom actually had the opportunity to fight back for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was brilliantly acted. And I, after watching that, I said, there's absolutely no chance that these guys have got any chance in the world. So, yeah, um, yeah I thought that was really, really powerful. Yeah, I think for me that, that the, their, like, dialogue together was insane. And, yeah, like you said, it was the first time Tom sort of spoke his mind fully because mm. yeah. obviously – Shiv was in a place of power and he was like sort of, you know, he had his motives for staying with her. But I think at this point he'd sort of been like, you know what, fuck it. I, I don't I don't need her. She's just like ruining me. Um, and there was a good quote. He says to her, like, you're incapable of love. Mm. And I was like, yes, like, fuck you, Shiv. Like, yeah. so true. She's just, just like sort of heartless at this point. And then she drops the bomb that she's pregnant. Question for you guys. No, like, no, she doesn't drop. Doesn't she doesn't she drop, drop it there. Oh, she drops. Tom it says that he doesn't think she'd Sorry, be a yes. good fit for a mother. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and yeah. then she sort of harbors. That yeah, there. Um, but that the interaction there was crazy. And whose side do you think you're on? I'm definitely on Tom's. I think. Yeah. This was like probably like the most moved 
aside from Logan dying, which like I guess we all knew was happening, I never really knew if Tom and Shiv were really gonna blow it up like this. Mm. And it's just always a testament to when the show gets written in a way that's like, look, they could have had this argument any number of times. Mm. Mm. But it was only until like the night before the election, Tom hadn't slept, he was stressed, that like everything just like like that's when arguments happen when you're just like mm. annoyed already. Yeah. So it just blew open and I and like Shiv did give him some good shots back, but like I just thought, yes, finally Tom mm. actually said it. Yeah. 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 I think another funny little you know, like like we've said about the whole season, this episode is a massive roller coaster. Especially because the episode before Tom and Shiv looked like they were maybe going to get together, and then this was just the complete tearing to shreds of that. But um, when Jerry confronts Roman after he's fired her, mm. and he just absolutely owns him, can't yeah. remember what one of the quotes was. Yeah, no. Well, she was just she was basically just saying like if she gets a whiff of like any bad press or anything, like she's going to sue them through the yeah. roof, and like. She's got his dick pic, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you do what she says. Yeah, but um, yeah, like also Greg going downstairs talking to the Gojo people, like, and and it turns out like that night that he actually had like a big night with them. Like he drank liquids that aren't meant to be drank. Uh, yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> we can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, oh god! But yeah, Greg just always just trying to talk to the right people. Um, mm. yeah, I thought. Also, jumping back a little bit, like Matson entering the party there, um, with in the middle with his posse, like everyone's yelling on the way, and in the middle of Kendall's speech, I thought was really, really cool. Like they don't give a fuck; they're just in there. Um, literally said they were going literally five minutes before they arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah because Shiv told told him to come. Mm. Um, yeah, just a lot of yeah. Again, a lot of table setting. You just know it's all going to come to a head in like mm. the next few episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think. Is this where we also find out that Matson's numbers? Yeah, yeah. India. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, you were kind of like, oh, shit, he's going to like sort of win. Yeah. And then we get... A, Seed of doubt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and that's when Kendall goes to the the news guy that Shiv's had an affair with a few times and mm. like tries to get him all the information and he's just like not interested. Yeah. Mm. You know he's Australian, the actor for that really? guy? Yeah. Oh. Don't know his name. Shiv and him, both Aussie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What about when, uh, obviously, Con as well, being politically aligned to, um, you know, obviously where Maybe. he's going to end up, you know, obviously being told uh, by Roman, you're not going to be sent where there's anywhere with nukes. And he's like, well, that's insulting. I don't want to go anywhere where there isn't nukes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, just like so funny, just little glimpses of Con. As yeah, a, that's when they float the idea of like him um, being, pulling out hate. And yeah. being a delegate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, they yeah. floated. What was the, yeah, what was the Oman? Oh, no, Oman. No, so I have I to talk to my the, Woman about the Oman. I think that's in the next episode. But yep. um, he just flat Slovenia. out refuses because he's so confident that I mean he'll get at least one percent of the mm. vote, <laughs> yeah. and that if he backs out now, it'll look like an absolute failure with the amount of money that he's put in. But yeah, um, yeah, I just like those little interactions that he had throughout the episode mm. for sure. I hate at this point how Roman. Like he's fucked up so many things in the past few episodes and he thinks that he can just like, you know, negotiate an election and dictate all this work that Connor's put into it. Like obviously I don't empathize with Connor's like views and like, you know, he's a bit of an idiot, but he's still like an honorable guy 
And then when Roman's just like sort of playing with his dream and his like investment, like it's nothing. Like, oh, you can be sent over here. Like, don't fuck this up for us. I was kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, yeah. Mm. But but yeah. Connor Connor is also that delusional that when Roman floats the idea of pulling out, like Connor just like laughs it off. Mm. He's like, no, why would I pull out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, in this episode. Was it at the start where Tom makes Greg fire all these employees yeah, on a assume. Zoom call? Yeah, yeah. And at the end, we see all their reactions. They're like, what the fuck? And then he's like, yep, nice. Uh, yeah, done. That's it. <laughs> and that's what he actually goes and brags to Matson about. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's yeah no, like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I just I just do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So funny. Um, but yeah, definitely the highlight, Tom and Shiv. Just yeah. finally blowing it all up. Mm. Also, thoughts on like obviously Matson and Shiv. Like I know you guys obviously touched on it in terms of like things just getting set up for later in the season as well. But I think like obviously the alignment of like Matson, the wheels starting to click in his head internally about what Tom's position is and mm. like what he serves as, whether it's like a little lap dog for him that he can like utilize more and just, you know, kind of, you know, kind of churn and burn another kind of member of the family. Mm. But he says which I find to be like a quote with a, a lot of weight this episode was, I'm about to take a shit in your husband's mouth and I'm pretty sure he's going to tell me it tastes like cock of in. <laughs> like, like, think about that. Like, that's just like, I can do whatever the fuck I want yeah, to yeah. Tom and he's yeah. going to follow. Yeah, exactly. say whatever I want him to. Yeah. I think the the real like sort of not arrogance, but like sort of confidence in Shiv starts to come in after this where she thinks that... Yeah. Matson's going to pick her yeah, yeah. as the CEO. But I think going into the election episode, we really start to see mm. how that unravels. Mm. And I think at the start of this episode where Roman, Shiv and Kendall like all kind of have different election views, we see Kendall kind of like through Rava and his kids getting kind of, we hear that there's like an incident at school that they kind of got bullied about. Mm. Um because of Kendall and like, mm. you know, ATN. Um, so he's kind of being a bit sort of like, I don't know the right word, like politically, but like he's wanting to do the right thing for the country. And then Roman just wants to get Mankin in to like help ATN and Waystar. To, and to then, get the deal done because. And to get the deal yeah, done. Yeah, because Mankin has said that yeah. if he gets in, he'll. He'll block tech. Yeah. 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 And I think Shiv is kind of similar to Roman, but she has her own interests. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I think it's pretty evident here that, you know, there's obviously boundaries of morality that um, Kendall and Shiv both struggle with from like a ultra far-right nationalist perspective. And like I think in terms of like Roman, he doesn't see that as much of a challenge. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think Kendall's always aligned to being a bit more like PC woke, you know, a bit more progressive than all the rest of them, I would imagine. Mm. Um, but it's good to see that kind of challenge him again, I think, as opposed yeah. to just being like a tyrant like Logan and then this kind of stops him and you see a glimpse of his old self. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What yeah, did we... Oh, ju just like aligning the whole like, there was, there was so much family drama in this episode that they kind of like aligned with the the outcome of the election. Like 
specifically with like, well, Tom was like on coke the whole episode, as we yeah. know, and <laughs> and like him having that little. Wait, was he rubbing yeah. the whiteboard? Yeah, yeah, well, rubbing the whiteboard. If you go and look, there are like little cutaway shots where like he's standing there like rubbing his tongue on yeah, his teeth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when he's in the like newsroom, he, just looking like I did not pick guns. that up at all. Well, well, oh, no. Remember in the so why the whiteboard where him and Greg are doing coke. And, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. And, yeah, and him they, and Greg doesn't want to do it, and yeah. so Tom, this is, Tom's <laughs> like, "It's medically good for your brain." What are you saying? All Aztecs are stupid. Don't be a racist <laughs> little bitch about it. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, he is just on fire this episode, getting micromanaged by the whole family Mm. throughout the election, and then like obviously Shiv, Kendall, they have their little moment, Mm. yes, and like they form a little alliance, and within five minutes, like I don't know how Shiv fucked this up to be honest. Like she just blatantly lied to Kendall, and then Kendall goes and makes the call, and you just see through the window, like, Mm. nah, you fucked up, Shiv. So. Mm. That is the point. Like this episode here is where you really are like, nah, these guys aren't a team. They only also like themselves. holy shit, Greg. Like, wow, what a trick up your sleeve. Greg just like shrugged. He was like, well, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I had to, especially had after Shiv like so blatantly threatening him, like being like, do not cross me. Mm. Like, yeah. you don't know what I'm gonna be. Like, pretty much hinting at like she's gonna be. The one. Yeah, what does she say to him? She's she like, are you attracted like, to me? Like, because I'm going to fuck you or something. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do you want to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously Greg just like almost having no issue whatsoever with it and just telling Kendall straight mm. away. Oh, That was man. awesome. I was so stoked. That was stoked. the best payoff yeah. ever. Yeah. As, as Tom would say, information is like fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ages. You store it. Yeah. Oh, so I think when... When Shiv like had all this confidence and it was kind of Roman and Roman versus Shiv and then Kendall was like kind of not sure which way he wanted it to go. And then to finally through Greg, Shiv gets outed for her lying and her deceit that she's always had. And then through the window that that the way that Jeremy Strong kind of does it, he's like looking at her and he knows that he's just blatantly lied to mm. her, to him and Roman, and he goes in there. And I was just like, fucking, yeah. thank and then, fuck. And then like out of being betrayed, that's when he makes the call, like call yeah. Mencken. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I guess he was the he was definitely the swing vote at that point. Mm. And that whole betrayal was just yeah. like, no. Still it was spine. the biggest like, fuck you moment. And there's a good quote. He's like, he says to Shiv, he's like, oh, I wondered why you looked like a goose trying to shit a house brick, you piece of dirt. And I <laughs> yeah, was like, wow. yes, like <laughs> suck on that. Oh my god! It felt even good. like um like obviously Shiv then like you know kind of scrambling. Oh, okay, where am I going to get my upside here? Mm. It's like obviously I'm not going to get it from Kettle, not Roman, not anyone else. Let me go back to Tom, see if I can manipulate him a little bit more. Yeah, literally. Then obviously the big reveal: she's pregnant. Yeah, and he goes, "Is this a tactic? Is this yeah. even yeah. real?" Yeah, like the look on her yes. face there is pure heartbreak. Yeah, like, and because she's lost everything professionally, and then he says that, and that is where I think Sarah like excels in her acting just like mm. those eyes bulging yeah 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 i i even though it's an insane question from tom like i did kind of question it myself like is yeah it but he was also from- on coke and paranoid like <laughs> yeah you yeah. have to look at this through the lens that he was on coke the whole time true mm. <laughs> what yeah. do we think about greg <laughs> greg and the wasabi mm. and the lemon for the, the like lemon water <laughs> yeah it's so funny it was I think we watched it together, Pat. It's not lemony. <laughs> it's a hint of lemon. So apparently that's like a almost like a Sprite, but it's like more lemon. LaCroix, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they sell that here? 
Uh, not here. It's quite overpriced. I'm asking you because, you know, you are a man of fine taste. Soda pop. Yeah. Think of soda pop. Think of San Pellegrino for the players at home uh, with a slice of lemon. That's what we can like it to for our Aussie fans. Not oh. what you'd like to get in your eyes. No, correct. Yeah. Funnily enough, Matthew McFadden, like before the season, was he got asked, like, what's one word to describe this season? And he just said wasabi. Mm. And like, Three, four months ago, we had no idea what that meant. Really? <laughs> yeah, he just said wasabi. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Really? Hence why my one word was wasabi. wasabi. Yeah, <laughs> great word. I think it, it's so, like this episode, like the elections happening and all this other stuff's going under, but then just like a classic, like Greg, fuck up, piece of wasabi, like kind of flirting in the guy's eyes. Like, oh Bodega sushi? Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> what does he want? He wants like um, spaghetti and olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bland, uh, man. Oh Come on, God. Tom. Uh, funeral episode. Wow. What do we think? Here we go. Let's do it. Brilliant. Can we not go from laughing to the funeral episode? Like it makes me so unstable. <laughs> I think like, just a quick one to like ease into it maybe. Um, the way that Jess uh, quits to Kendall, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was played out really well. Like we see the effects because Mankin's just one or he's been called um, and Jess is obviously like seeing the reality of like what ATN's going to do and Kendall's going to do yeah. Yeah. now that Mankin might be president. Um the way that we saw that reaction was like a bit of humanity in it. And she like sort of quits like really respectfully. Like she's like, oh, not not today. Like I'm happy to talk about it later. Yeah. Because he's, he, he's like, what's this like chat, like one hour chat scheduled? Yeah. And I, I just thought that was like a nice, a nice like reality check. Because we do get so invested in these like what ultimately are these like horrible people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this was like a nice outside viewpoint. For sure. This was like kind of setting up like Kendall had just his wife was just like leaving the city mm, his assistant right. was now gone um but I thought like going into this episode I don't know if you guys watch the trailers week to week I'm yeah. just like a sucker for watching next week's trailer <laughs> straight after but this was really setting up for it to be Roman's big speech big episode and we saw that like at the start he's talking to himself in the mirror mm. so I was going into this episode the whole time thinking yeah this is going to be this is where Roman asserts himself and like might potentially take it back. Um, but yeah, we know that we know that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Did obviously you... like from the outset, just piling shit onto Kendall. Like you yeah. just know like, holy shit, this could be like a big unraveling of Kendall. Yeah, yeah. Like he could just spiral here again. Mm. Like obviously his kids not coming mm. to the funeral, which is tragic in a sense. Um, and then obviously with the resignation and yep. then just – like being like, oh wow, this is going to be some kind of episode. Yeah, um, I thought Ewan's eulogy was um, pretty cool as well. Yeah, that was um, good. Yeah, get up, you you learn a bit more. Um, you obviously had no idea about Logan's past like that. Finally, found out about Rose, who was mm. mentioned in season two. I yeah, believe. Yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, with polio. Um, mm. but yeah, I I I thought that was a really interesting moment, and he's a brilliant actor, that James Cromwell. So I, yeah, that was sort of like his last sort of you know insert into the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really good moment. Yeah, I think because um, he kind of goes up there uninvited yeah, and then you think say. he's just going to sort of slander Logan as he has all yeah. the previous seasons. But to hear that extra bit of depth to Logan's character, sort of you like sort of felt Sympathize for him. For yeah, him. yeah. He, he doesn't like tell you what to think about Logan, but he just kind of adds like another shade to what you already know about him. And I mm. thought, yeah, like it just leaves it up to you to be like, yeah. Logan did have it pretty tough, and that's why he Turned was. Out yeah. Did, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, big elephant in the room, Roman breaking down. 
What do we think? Yeah. Chills. Yeah. You knew it then yeah. and there that he wasn't the man for the job. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just all the pre-grieving, like I, I could just feel that like this pre-grieving was going to come to a head at some mm. point. Mm. And mm. that was really, I mean, that, that was probably like top three moving moments for me in this whole season. Yeah. yeah. I think like especially because he's sort of been so manic and like just seemed his normal confident self the whole time. Obviously, he cracked out to Matson, but to see him like, you know, preparing his speech, reckons he's all fine yep. and then he gets mm. up there. Gets and, up there and there's that over. shot of him like looking at the coffin and he gets one look at the coffin and it's like all over. Yeah. yeah. Is he in there? Is he in there? It's yeah, like, yeah. 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 And he just mm. breaks. Yeah. I don't know how they would have shot that, whether it was like one whole take and they just did it. Yeah. But the way that Culkin acted that mm. was incredible. I suppose you could, like, look, because I, I watched it again, it's also kind of, you, you could almost see it coming because he said the whole speech to himself in the mirror. So you, you as the audience have kind of already heard the speech. Yeah. yeah so yeah. why would they make you sit through it again? Like, yeah, it's yeah, very true. Clearly just get him to break down and then Kendall just delivers. Like, yeah. Wow. One of the best speeches ever. Mm. Yeah. And obviously I think from, you know, there was obviously going to be that kind of thing where, you know, Kendall's brother speaking ultimately could really hurt, you know, the stock price. And that's why they were trying to get Greg to like, you know, pull him down and say like, don't go up there or whatever. Um, but for then to transition to Ken, who even then still is very commercially focused, like mm. he knows who he's speaking to in that room. Um, and for him to deliver like the lines where he's like, you know, obviously aligning himself more and more to his father um, and saying, I hope that a little piece of me lives on in me, like, you know, mm. and then like, I found it really poignant when he came back to the, um, you know, seat and across the shot where Kendall's brother's looking at him like, oh, my God, like almost you like he's seen a ghost. Logan's Logan's brother. Logan's brother, sorry. Yeah. Has like almost seen a ghost. Made him look like a grouch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I crazy. think crazy speech. And, yeah, we do start to really get the hint of where Kendall's going. But I at, at this point you're still sort of thinking like, you know, Kendall's with it. He's had his family leave the city and not even come to the funeral. His assistants just quit and he's still able to like deliver this like very poised, mm. good speech. Yeah. yeah, pretty like overall quite a general speech as far as funeral speeches go. Like I mm. guess you could say it about like a lot of big bosses in the world. Nothing really overly personal, just more yeah. so like an overview of like how he like mm. generally what he did. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think it really highlighted how little the kids know about their own dad. Exactly. Really with their speeches. Yeah. Um, one thing after the funeral that I thought that I thought was going to happen because we hear about how the city is like getting evacuated yeah. because of the funeral and like ATN sort of like vulnerable. Did you guys think a bomb was going to go off at all or was that just me? Definitely have the tension of like a bomb going off. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I thought think, something was definitely going to happen to Roman when he walked out. I thought he was going to get stabbed or something. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah. I thought that was a very powerful moment of him, you know, almost trying to redeem himself from his performance up mm. on the um, lectern and try and prove to himself and his dead dad that he sort of has what it takes and he can stand up to, you know, the ATN naysayers. But yeah. um, he just, as you saw, just gets his place pretty quickly what was he trying to actually achieve though like i think i think it was more of like just the the show just showing you like this is the lowest of the low like he's mm. going out he's facing what he's done and he's mm. just like getting kicked to the ground mm. yeah mm. um Can't get up. yeah 
But like, yeah, also in this episode, like this is where the whole American CEO yeah. thing finally was floated. Mm, and this yeah. is where the theories really started to fly um, yeah. with who was going to get it. Like Mencken just kind of standing there listening to um, to Shiv, like just pitch. Like Mencken just didn't really say much. He just let everyone talk to him and he just took in the information. Mm. And Shiv thought she was up. But I really knew from there that like Matson isn't giving this to her at all. No. Yeah. I think even like retrospectively looking back at it as well, you have a think about the the subtle Easter eggs of Matson realizing that Tom could be the one. And obviously not to give like not to jump into that straight away, but even hearing that Tom's still in the office amidst like obviously his father in law's funeral as well. Like he was like, you know, I know he mentioned it, Skarsgard did, like being like, I picked up on that and like, you know, things like that mm. um, that popped up. But yeah, I completely agree. I didn't see Shiv getting it from there. Yeah, at all. it was still very, could go one way, could go the other at this point. Um, let's talk about the finale though. There's a lot to talk about here. Mm. Um, we get the reaction in Barbados of seeing Roman after what's happened and all the kids go down there and we start to really see them just having to form together the group. What do you guys think of their reactions? Interactions rather. Yeah, well, I thought um, obviously when Shiv got a hint halfway through that she wasn't going to get the job, mm. I felt like that was probably most powerfully where we've seen the kids, you know, all band together. And obviously there's that scene in the kitchen and it's the first time we, I think in the series that we see them, you know, re-enter that childlike state where mm. they're playing like they used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Laughing. they know like they're not, for, for the first time, they're actually not competing between themselves. They know or they believe that, you know, they can they can get the job done and, you know, that, that business isn't hanging over their heads so mm. they can just revert and have fun like family should, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, for, for that reason is probably the closest we've seen the siblings for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think what was like a funny extra catalyst for the siblings to come together was the mum's husband, Peter. And Peter he's like he's like yeah. friend who's trying to pitch them like a business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, just shut the fuck oh, up. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are you funny. doing? Yeah. Kendall's just like no obviously on the phone yeah. trying to rally his votes together yeah, for the, yeah. the board vote tomorrow. Yeah, but like, read the room. Out, read the room. And Peter's cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, quick one before we talk about the kitchen and what happens after. I thought me and Pat were watching the finale together, and we were laughing at when they're kind of deciding like who should be CEO of, you know, out of the three. And Kendall's just like to Roman, like, man, I'm sorry, but you just know that guy, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, like uh, oh and, god. He also asks him, like, do you even want it? Yeah, exactly. And, and he just walks off. He can't answer it. So yeah. Yeah, they definitely out of necessity just like come to mm. an agreement that it should be Kendall. Yeah. And then you have like probably the happiest scene in the whole show, I think. Yeah. And you just have the sense that like this is all going to uh, go to shit in the mm. next like 20 minutes. Yeah. There was a bit of foreshadowing for me where there was two sort of sequences. First one being they're kind of having a drink in that little patio when the sun's still up and there's uh, Roman and... Shiv kind of sitting on the right and Kendall's like at the bar, like very much away from them. And then so I was starting to think, oh, okay, like, you know, is he going to be like sort of winning or is he going to be like left on his own? And then also do they swim before or after the kitchen? 
before the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And he like goes out and swims after kind of and giving them a bit of a pitch. whether they murder him or not. <laughs> yeah, they fully too, too much admin. kill him or not. <laughs> too much admin. Just, um, just also going back on this episode, I think from like the first, pretty much the first scene that you, I think it's, yeah, the start of this where um, Tom and um, Matson are at, having drinks. And like from yeah, that point, you, you pretty much know this is going to Tom. Like Tom, Matson floats the idea. He's like, pitch it to me. And you're just like, wow, okay, so this is happening. So you you as like a viewer already knows it's probably going to be Tom and you're just watching like these three little kids just try and like scheme their way out of it. Mm. What about Greg also translating oh, Google Translate so at clutch. the bar? So Who knew he had it in him? him. And Amazing. And like the attempted backstab. Just yeah. So, he's really, yeah, it, season four was a massive shift for him. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, like he didn't, really betray Tom. All he said to Kendall was that it wasn't going to be Shiv. Correct. Yeah, it's true. So Tom knew with Matson that it was like, all right, it's going to be me. Yeah. Tom didn't tell that to Tom just said, Greg, we're going to be okay. Yeah. So, but then the little bathroom fight they end up yeah. having. It's yeah, like, yeah, did, yeah. did you fucking tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Yeah, yeah. prick. Oh, uh, that was so funny. Because yeah, he he Tom was like you know, you might get a massive pay cut, but we, we'll be okay, I think. Yeah. So I thought Greg was having in his mind, he's like, oh shit, I'm going to, like maybe I should side with someone else. But yeah, he didn't really He's not cut him in the back. He's not presumptuous enough to understand like the velocity of that scene, I don't think. Like mm. he like kind of like obviously was there, but I don't <laughs> yeah. think he like actually picked up on the fact that yeah. that just happened. He just doesn't know how to use information to his advantage. No, like, no. As soon as he got that information, he gets on the phone and he's like, Kendall, yeah, <laughs> if I give you something incredible, will you give me something amazing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kendall's just like, yep, do it. Like whatever. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how many takes it would have t- like taken for Nicholas Braun and Matthew to do that fight in the, the bathroom. Like they would have just been laughing the whole time. Oh my like, God. It's like, like it was funny. Even like it's reminiscent of like the water bottle scene in the panic room as well. Like, but <laughs> yeah, even yeah. just like <laughs> for like Tom to just go fully unhinged at Greg. But like you even also for, see Greg fight back. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see Greg fight time. back. That yeah, was good. It's so good. And then like he's like, even like He's like getting defensive, like he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this was when they were um, putting the stickers on all the things yes. in the apartment, yeah, which obviously happens later. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, circular perambulating circuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Subsequent mourners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, but back to the kitchen scene. I think that was such a nice moment. We get. Roman with the cheese, and he's like taking the piss out of it, and they're all laughing. And I thought that was. Really nice and also just like a calm before the storm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I heard that apparently the uh, meal fit for a king that they make in this shake thing, like hot sauce and like cheese and like all this yeah. shit. Uh, Jeremy Strong actually drank it and he yeah. nearly like had to stop and vomit it off the side Crazy. of the set. <laughs> it, I thought it was, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek as well because they always like insert these little like double meaning words. Roy literally means king. So when they say meal fit for a king, meal fit for a Roy, and mm. it's literally just like a disgusting drink. Yeah. So like, yeah, I thought, it, yeah, that definitely um, that that milkshake scene is disgusting. If you yeah, actually so drink gross. Um, jumping a bit ahead, what do we think of Kendall embracing and recutting Roman's like stitches? Yeah, you kind of see. Well, yeah, I think it's just the, the perfect vote. like 
you know, kind of client like climax of Kendall moving towards Logan. Like you just see so many synergies between his old character and, and Logan. And you remember back to when, you know, Roman would act out and Logan would just like, you know, would hit it or mm. like he would just, and then like, you know, Roman would go back into his box and that was Kendall obviously just going, you know, know your place. Yep. We've agreed on this. Like, and then just like getting more towards that, that kind of, yeah, authoritative I, I, figure. I think Roman knew as well because there was they walk into <laughs> Logan's old office and like Kendall sits down in the chair and mm. they both like kind of see him and they're like, no, no, it's fine. It's not a magic chair. Yeah. yeah. And then also like Roman sees um, Jerry walk in and I think that for him is just like, oh, fuck, I've done some shit. Like yeah. I definitely can't be mm. the boss here. Mm. But then he says like, you know, my stitches look okay. Like, I actually look all right. Like, why can't it be me? Mm. Like, and he starts saying, like, to Kendall, why can't it be me? Why can't it be me? And then Kendall just sort of sees that and he's like, you know, come here. And you think it's like a nice embrace. But then he starts like, you know, cutting his yeah. his stitches on his shoulder. Just quietly. Yeah, very creative way yeah. to kind of write that scene. And uh, Roman's just kind of in there and you see his veins in his head like sort of tensing and he's like fuck mm. you man fuck yeah. you and I was just like wait what is happening what was and that Roman impression like, fuck off that's fuck, what it was fuck you man <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought it was crazy to see Kendall was so poised at, at this point and then he just like had to like throw Ro- Roman away as like a last minute mm. um, change to him being the CEO but um, saw this on Instagram Shout out to Cinema Encyclopedia. Um, don't know if you're big Godfather fans, but um, big comparisons between Kendall and Michael Corleone throughout this season, but also in this moment because um, Kendall and Roman are very much like Michael and Alfredo. Alfredo? Yes. Um, Fredo betrays Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if Roman technically betrayed Kendall, but like – you know, backstabbing brothers, um, Kendall, like, loses his family. He's all trying to, you know, do what's right for the business and all this stuff. And I just thought it was a great um, comparison between them, especially in this moment because in The Godfather we see Fredo and Michael. He's like, you know, you broke my heart. And he, like, you know, grips onto yeah. his face and it was mm. kind of similar to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting That's scene. a great parallel. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do we think of the boardroom scene and the three children after? We should Yeah, it. like again, I just think that whole those two seeing Kendall sitting in that in Logan's chair, yeah. I think was also a little bit of like that was a hang on, do we really want this? Mm. Um and then yeah, it just like gets to the voting and it all comes down to Shiv, six all and I know when, um, when Mike and I were watching it, I was like we're both like, don't you fucking move a muscle, Shiv? Like, and like, we're like, holy shit, holy you weren't, shit. You weren't happy with Shiv at the end, were you? Well, purely from like a, I was invested into it, and Kendall. like, and like, I just really didn't. I don't like her behavior. Like, it's so conflictive mm. against the grain. But I think from a character perspective, she's amazing. Mm. But she just pisses me off. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think. When, yeah, when she tends to like actually think about things, I think there was another clip from an older season where she. Says the same thing. She's like, I thought about it and I changed my mind. Like she's she's done this over and over again. Mm. Where when push comes to shove, and she actually has to think about something, she will make the right decision. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, for me, it's it still sort of was like her last ditch effort to still get the power. And I thought it was like 
obviously before the chaos un- unravels, but um, I think it's in the room when Kendall like follows her in and he's like, Shiv, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, he, and then she's like, I'm sorry, I can't give it to you any, I think he says to her, he's like, no, like, this is this is stupid. Like it's disgusting, and he like yeah, yeah. says it's very fully lifts the lid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's and genuinely having like a tantrum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he and Roman comes in obviously as well. And I think ultimately this whole thing was just, even though Kendall was so poised and we thought he was semi right for it, or at least for me, um, he showed his true colors. And he's genuinely, there. he's genuinely. Um, Prepared to lie and clutch at straws, like yeah. when the the murder comes back up. Yeah, like yeah. you literally killed and a guy, he, and he and he flat out just lies and said, "No, I didn't. I was lying." Yeah, it was like a non-person. Yeah. It was like and a that's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. there was like a couple of things like about that scene that I just thought was so Logan-like, and I know I keep harping on, but like even like reminiscent of when they're on the boat in Croatia, and you know Logan is like kind of rationalizing the death and the murder, and he's saying it's a non-person, like you said. And then I suppose, like, obviously, Kendall is so easily able to slip into that, you know, kind of <clears throat> non-moral figure mm. and be like, I, was, I wasn't even in the car. Like, I wasn't even yeah, there. Um, I thought it was, like, crazy. And then yeah. one of the biggest takeaways for me was, you know, Logan obviously said this huge moment where he was like, you're not a killer. You'll never be the CEO. And the reason why he wasn't the CEO was because he was a killer in the end. Mm. Like literally in, in that sense. Yeah, a bit of it. And it was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think like because the, that's the big confession at the end of season three where he breaks down in front of the, yeah. the two yeah. others. And for that not to be brought up, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And I thought that mm. Kendall had moved past it. But for it to be the critical like yeah. – change i thought was like holy shit and and he was just willing to lie yeah to those two on a pretty wholesome moment that they all shared together exactly so like that coupled with you're not the bloodline is proper like Mm. no not you at all do you think if he was truthful in that moment about the killing in the like separate boardroom would it have changed the outcome no i think i think shiv you mentioned bloodlines but i think She've sort of realized that really she's the only caveat for a true bloodline as well. So that yeah. power sort of rests with her. And I think maybe there was a flick of a switch where she said, you know what, I'll I, I can hedge my bets with Tom and that way, you know, I can still have a real part to do with mm, you know yeah. Waystar. Yeah. Um so I think I think her mind was made up, man. Yeah, her yeah. mind was made up and then it was really Roman that got swayed when Kendall just blatantly lied and said mm. no it didn't happen. And like, yeah. no, once it. once Roman was convinced then it was all over. I yeah. think it was a matter of as well Shiv just like being the center of attention again. Yeah. Um you can obviously tell that she's well and truly under my skin. Um but <laughs> you know like um just like her being the center of attention again knowing that she's a hang vote. Yeah. Like and to actually have that power and mm. then she switches like I think hypothetically speaking, um, and obviously I can consult the writers on this, but if there were to be, um, you know, kind of more votes in favour of Kendall more blatantly from the get-go, then I think, like, she would have just kind of acquiesced and just yep. gone with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, she knew that she knows, was the like, yeah. key pawn. I think for me it was really interesting how once Roman heard this from Shiv, he sort of had this realisation. He's like, we're bullshit. Like, we're just... Like yeah. rich, we're bullshit. Yeah. And I thought that was a good 
way for his character arc to kind of make the realization. Like he was kind of, and Kendall asked him in the like earlier part, he's like, do you really want this? And then he kind of thought he did, but this was him realizing it. Yeah. And I think that the character arc for Kendall, like he killed the guy season two. He was like having to be uh, Logan's bitch and like do mm. everything like just numbly, like having to, um, fire that whole company that they just acquired and stuff like that. Season three, he's like just completely a mess and he finally is able to be truthful about it. And then to see him unravel here, it's like he always thought that he was his dad but like a moral version mm. and it's like no, he's just the exact same like what we heard and saw in the funeral speech. Yeah, so he, was, he, was, it was he was always so trying to sh- assure himself that he was better than everyone. He's like, yeah. he always, always says, like, I'm better than you. It's like, yeah. yeah. And he has that little scene where he says that um, Logan told him that Kendall, that he was going to be the CEO when he was seven. Yeah. And it was like, you know, yeah, he's always thought it was him and he like had to be better than everyone. Which is also just like... Also a bit like, mate, you're a child. Yeah. You were seven years old. Your dad promised you something. Like, don't live your whole life by that <laughs> no, one. Bit. yeah. Like he says, like, obviously Roman goes, we're bullshit. Yeah. And then Kendall goes, I'm the eldest boy. It's like, do you no, realize yeah, what you not. sound right? Yeah. And like, they can right all now, hear in the other you're room. You're a little silver yeah. spooner kid that's yeah. like, you know, obviously jealous because he's throwing his cots out of the, mm. you know, toys out of the cot. It's yeah. just like crazy. And then, and then Roman just like delivers the dagger with like, your, your kids aren't real. And that's when they just start like wrestling on the floor. And it's like, you're literally acting. The way that the wrestle happens, yeah, like grabs his face and then they're just sort of like, yeah, just fighting like little kids. So well done. And then Shiv goes back, delivers the vote. And obviously they've seen this whole thing. Yeah. And then she delivers a vote. He goes in, still thinks he can somehow save it. No, it's done. It's it's over, Kendall. Did he say it's over, son? It's like it's done. Yeah. 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 So I know, you know, obviously when he was on the plane as well, like it's funny how. Um, Frank, um, you know, would would kind of be pretty endearing and be like, "Not now, son. He's he's gone." Like, you know, I think in the boardroom, I, I might be wrong. I think he says it's over, son. Like, yeah, right. And I think he like, says, "Kendall, it's over." Kendall, seven it's over. six, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but he so still no had that pa- fatherly. Yeah, so fuck off. <laughs> so he always wrong. he always does <laughs> say, "Son." Like I remember, <laughs> yeah. if, like he he just calls them son. Now he's been a very like fa- fatherly figure yeah, yeah. to them. Like Absolutely. I think even just before Roman got up on at the lectern at the wedding, he was like, are you all right, son? He's like, yep, pre-grieve, not your son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think when Kendall realizes he's lost, the way that he walks out and the physical acting that Jeremy Strong did in that moment to the elevator, I was just like speechless. It was just like... He'd lost everything and he walks out. Everyone's looking at him like they've seen what he's done in this boardroom to his siblings mm, yeah. and elevator closes and then obviously later he walks out to the water yeah. with his I bodyguard. Gen- I genuinely thought that he was that would, he was going to kill himself. Yeah. As, yeah. as morbid as that is, mm. like the look in uh, Jeremy Strong's eyes and just in the elevator, I thought he was going to like probably jump out a window or something. Yeah. yeah. He looked that. Well, I think he did actually do a take where he started running towards the water. Like obviously yeah. it ends on him sitting there. Yeah. Um, but the bodyguard, actor for the bodyguard. Colin, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. didn't know. Can it wasn't scripted obviously. Yeah. And he had to like run and actually get him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I fitting, thought the same. Like I that the theme same. of water. 
um, like, and how poetic that is every season. Like, it's just like face down in the pool, like when he's like unraveling yeah. as a drug addict, and then he's um at SoCal and he's seeing like these big waves in like season three, I think, and then mm. season four obviously ends, and it's like he's never. I remember Jeremy Strong says, "I've never seen the East River like that ever before." Like it was yeah. just, like the biggest waves, like, and obviously such a crazy ending. Yeah. Um, quick thing before we talk about the end result of this episode um, and to maybe lighten the mood here. Uh, an earlier quote when they're trying to get Stewie's vote on board and he's in the office. Um, he's like, I like weird sex. I like bad drugs. I'm a complicated guy. And then Kendall's like, bullshit, bullshit. You like pancakes and waffles and you kiss guys on Marley. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, a grilled cheese sandwich with a suck dick. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, my God. So that, that revealed that he's bisexual. Yeah, he yeah. kisses guys on Molly. <laughs> we all, yeah. our guys, Stuart. I love you, bro. We've um, all been there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Tom's reveal. Tom, I have been Team Tom all season. Oh, uh, here we go. I, I have. I have <laughs> many, many, many scripts, many messages. will will say Team Tom. <laughs> Let the record reflect. I think oh. the music playing when Tom kind of gets the like sort of um, like tunnel of employees sort of clapping him and stuff. I was like, yeah. yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a king. You're he a comes king. around the corner and he's got his posse behind him yeah. and he's strutting along. So good. And then just like the vultures are just a circling like um, Hugo. Hugo comes up and and Carolina's obviously already hey, come man. in and done her work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always back to you. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, get the fu- and he's just Carolina? like, he's, so just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's just ominously looking around and then Greg comes over and you're like, oh my God, is Tom going to fuck him off as mm. well? And you think he does, yeah. but then he like, sticks you fucked the it, black dot on. Yeah. He goes, you fucked man. What does he say? He's like, oh, you seriously fucked up. He's like, you, you fucked, fucked it, man. man. Yeah. You fucked it, man. And he's like, you're mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Nero and Sporus. Yeah. <laughs> Do we remember this yarn? Yeah. <laughs> he killed his wife, pushed his wife down the stairs, mm-hmm. and he castrated Sporus. Mm-hmm. Technically, that's what happened here. That's actually what happened. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't talk out. about Nero and Sporus at all this season. No, but it was a big thing last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it genuinely happened. Um, I wonder. Obviously, this, this show's over, but I wonder what would what that dynamic would actually be like. We never saw them kiss, unfortunately, which <laughs> no. I always thought was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the signing of the like merger agreement between Roman and Matson. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, you got Judas. Judas in the room, yeah. Judas in the room as well. And Greg's just like, what? Uh, cheap he's laughs, uh... cheap laughs. <laughs>, yeah. laughs. That was so, so good. Um, question, were we happy with the result of that? Yeah, I was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pat, I think you you and I were slightly more on Kendall's side. What would your ideal ending have been? If he didn't flip his shit in that. You know, this is kind of, this episode has kind of served as a bit of a, um, you know, psychiatrist appointment, if you will. Um, (laughs) This podcast episode. Yeah, this podcast episode. So it's actually um, allowed me to get (laughs) a lot of feelings off my chest and explore some things that I haven't in uh, some time. Get on with it. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I suppose I'm very happy with the ending, long story short now. Um, My ideal ending would be, Shiv getting hit by a bus, Kendall being CEO, <laughs> and Greg being president of the United States. But hey, you can't have everything, all right? <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, god! Um, where do we think the characters would go from here now that they are like Roman? Sort of realized he doesn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, he's sort of given up and realized that they're all just you know bullshit. Shiv, 
in the limousine with Tom kind of is just cold and so like crazy. sort of does that hand thing where just, he yeah. touches Barely his like palm, but like yeah. they don't hold hands. Just says so much with so yeah. little. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? How how would um how would Shiv play it from here? I think she's just got to be the wife and yeah. host the kid Tom on the way. Yeah. Complete subversion of power. I think Tom's now the one who can call the shots, and she just has to be Tom for the last few years. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, um, Roman, yeah, enjoying a martini. I th- hopefully, he can just go back to being a playboy with mummy issues or something. Like, yeah, I don't think there's. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think there's much. There's much more to him than that. Yeah, yeah. Straight Connor? back to Barbados. What does Connor do? He just lives out his day. Lives out his days. Jesus, sorry, listeners. Um, Brewdog. That was sorry, a Brewdog. Burp. The Brewdog. It's really good. It's a great. It's a burp. Burp. <laughs> burp. Um Yeah. What does Connor do? Connor goes to the Yemen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, there's yeah. that talk about um, Mankin not Mankin not winning. getting in because of like yeah. certain things that happen, and then obviously. Um, Con's uh, partner. Willa. They were getting Willa. ready for a. Will is like pretty much designing this sixty-three million dollar penthouse to her perfect fit out, and then while he's gone, yeah. And then uh, is it distance. is it Shiv that gives a little jive to her at the end, being like, um, you know, that might not suit Con's style, like if he's not going away or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is perfect. That was interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I think overall, just like roller coaster of a season, and the result was like. You know, we didn't quite expect it, but it was probably the right thing. Yeah. Um, and what a ride it was. And look, um, they're all going to get paid at the end of the day as well. Like they all got yeah. financially won out of that situation as well. Yeah. Two two more quick things. First one, uh, I think Kieran Culkin's in the main category for Emmys this yep, year. Lead, yep. lead actor. Um, of the cast, who do we think will win this year? Or, I would say I'd say Kieran over. Oh, it, it's Kendall and it's Kendall and Roman in the same in that category. Yeah, so yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Well, it, I, mean, I think it almost just like ensures that you win. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, it just depends what episode they put forward. I think yeah. it's got to be Matthew McFadden wins. Sarah Snook wins. Yeah. Um, I know Charlie's flying wins. the Alan Ruck flag very high. Right. I'd I like I hope that. He gets recognised, man, because mm. he's um. He had a really good season. And yeah. then like riding, I think everything, I think it really sweeps. I think to it be honest. sweeps, yeah. If Ted Lasso comes anywhere near these fucking Emmy <laughs> Awards, mate. So help me God, Ted Lasso, look at me right now. <laughs> if you disrupt the fucking succession sweep, I will kill you. One of the all-time all right, great Ted runs. Lasso, you're done. <laughs> you're over. I hate you. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> um, I thought I'd just circle around on some old yeah. predictions, which I, which I did mention Do like, last season. Um, we all did like our predictions, obviously not knowing that this season would be the last season, I guess. Yeah. We were just kind of looking ahead. So Costi, who did like a little mailbag prediction. Um, thought, shout out to him. Shout out to the great man. <laughs> yeah. um, Costi thought Logan would cast Tom aside. Um, and he also thought that the kids wouldn't be on the same team for long. So I think he, okay. yeah, he I think right. he got that one right. Yeah. Um, Pat predicted that Kendall killing someone would come back to bite him, which oh, which wow. it did. Well yeah, done, that's Pat. A great Obviously plan. not in, in like Mystic Pat, <laughs> child psychologist enthusiast. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously no camera on this podcast, but Pat is giddy right now. Giddy, yes, <laughs> with a red um, hue around my cheeks. <laughs> correct, rosy, rosy cheeks. <laughs> um, and then my prediction was that Tom and Greg would end up in jail 
for, for, <laughs> <laughs> which, for covering up corporate cruises. Oh, cruises, <laughs> cruises. Yeah, that didn't, that that was like swept, swept away. Luckily, swept. Wow. And he's yeah, he's the CEO. So oh my god. Um, yeah. So those were some fun predictions from last yeah, season. Excellent. Fuck. That's so good. Um, in honor of Logan, should we wrap up the episode with everyone doing their best fuck off? Sure. <laughs> Pat, do you want to go first? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemaze is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone if you or anyone you know is ever struggling call lifeline on 13 11 14